0: ...pictures and blended those with home video clips, and then rolled it all together and put it to music and tried to give some sense of a life. Generally, the crowd would weep, and occasionally they would laugh, and always they would murmur and shake their heads at forgotten moments and treasured memories. Then they'd take Eric's hand and thank him and marvel at how he'd gotten it just right. Eric didn't always attend the services, but Eve Harrelson's family had asked him to do so today, and he was glad to say yes. He wanted to see the audience reaction to this one. It had started the previous day in his apartment on Dearborn as he was sitting on the floor, his back against the couch and the collection of Eve Harrelson's personal effects surrounding him, sorting and studying and selecting. At some point in that process, the old phrase came back to him, the artifacts of their ambitions, and he'd thought again that it had a nice sound, Then, with the phrase as a tepid motivator, he'd gone back through an already-reviewed stack of photographs, thinking that he had to find some hint of Eve Harrelson's dreams. The photographs were the monotonous sort, really. Everybody posed and smiling too big or trying too hard to look carefree and indifferent. In fact, the entire Harrelson collection was bland. They'd been a photo family, not a video family, and that was a bad start. Video cameras gave you motion and voice and spirit. You could create the same sense with still photographs, but it was harder, certainly, and the Harrelson albums weren't promising. He'd been planning to focus the presentation around Eve's children, a counterintuitive move, but one he thought would work well. The children were her legacy, after all, guaranteed to strike a chord with family and friends. But as he sorted through the stack of loose photographs, he stopped abruptly on a picture of a red cottage, There was no person in the shot, just an A-frame cottage painted a deep burgundy. The windows were bathed in shadow, nothing of the interior visible. Pine trees bordered it on both sides, but the framing was so tight, there was no clear indication of what else was nearby. As he stared at the picture, Eric became convinced that the cottage faced a lake. There was nothing to suggest that, but he was sure of it. It was on a lake, and if you could expand the frame, You'd see there were autumn leaves bursting into color beyond the pines, their shades reflecting on the surface of choppy, wind-blown water. This place had mattered to Eve Harrelson, mattered deeply. The longer he held the photograph, the stronger that conviction grew. He felt a prickle along his arms and at the base of his neck and thought, she made love here and not to her husband. It was a crazy idea. He pushed the picture back into the stack and moved on and later after going through several hundred photographs, confirmed that there was only one of the cottage. Clearly, the place hadn't been that special. You didn't take just one picture of a place that you loved. Nine hours of frustration later, nothing about the project coming together the way he wanted, Eric found the photo back in his hand, the same deep certainty in his brain. The cottage was special. The cottage was sacred. And so he included it. This lone shot of an empty building, worked it into the mix and felt the whole presentation come together as if the photograph were the keystone. Now it was time to play the video, the first time anyone from the family would see it. And while Eric told himself his curiosity was general, you always wanted to know what your clients thought of your work, in the back of his mind, it came down to just one photograph. He entered the room ten minutes before the service was to begin, took his place in the back beside the DVD player and projector. Thanks to a Xanax and an Inderol, he felt mellow and detached. He'd assured his new doctor that he needed the prescriptions only because of a general sense of stress since Claire left. But the truth was he took the pills anytime he had to show his work. Professional nerves, he liked to think. Too bad he hadn't had such nerves back when he'd made real films. It was the ever-present sense of failure that made the pills necessary, the cold touch of shame. Eve Harrelson's husband, Blake, a stern-faced man with thick dark hair and bifocals, took the podium first. The couple's children sat in the front row. Eric tried not to focus on them. He was never comfortable putting together a piece like this when there were children to watch it. Blake Harrelson said a few words of thanks to those in attendance and then announced that they would begin with a short tribute film. He did not name Eric or even indicate him, just nodded at a man by the light switch when he stepped aside. Showtime, Eric thought as the lights went off, and he pressed play. The projector had already been focused and adjusted.